You're listening to the Amber Wetterer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald Reprobates podcast with myself, Derek. And James. This is episode 74. Yes, recorded under the day Dublin have won the All-Ireland final for the 25th time and the third time in five years. Yeah, not a bad going. No. Which, you know, people, obviously my shop is in Maid, so I'm listening to a lot of Maid heads and for anybody around the world, Maid is the neighbouring county of Dublin, there's this kind of a rivalry. enemies in... Everything. The Leinster Championship. Yeah, pretty much. We, we whooped them most times, I think. Yes. But, um, you know, people always go on about, they, they like to throw around the thing about money. Like, you know, that, oh, there's more money in football in Dublin. And I was talking to a lad there recently, and he was even talking about, like, at club level, they were going to have to play, I think it was it was either Ashbourne or Rod Holt or something like that. They were saying that they're, like, the superstars of the mid-league because they have more money and all this sort of thing. And I think, well... What money like this is a county based game, so yes. money can't buy you talent. No, it it's buy not like you it's soccer facilities and uh, yeah, but equipment. I'd have to imagine, given that there's good footballers come out of the fucking favelas of Brazil, yeah, you know, facilities don't make a good footballer, you know, no, it gives them better training stuff, better gyms, but yeah, that's because I'd, I'd often argue with these people the point of you know, if you're talking about you know, just leaving the money side of things alone. A lot of people will also say about, oh, the population, or there's just more people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's more people in Dublin. But Dublin is full of people from the country who still play for their clubs and counties but, Yeah, but my other, my other argument as well is there's more distractions in Dublin. Like, I mean, in Dublin, there's basketball clubs, there's boxing clubs, there's soccer clubs, rugby clubs, yes. you name it. Like, you know, a lot of the time in, when you get to the rural parts of, say, the likes of Maid or any other kind or of say, rural county. Kerry, who only play football, they yeah. don't play hurling, they don't the play o- rugby. The only thing that there is as a distraction, like, that's on option to you. Like, you even take, like, you know, where I was living, like, in Beliver and all, like, there is no soccer club, there is no rugby club, there's no boxing club, there's a football club. And then, like, the two neighbouring towns, one side to the left, one to the right, are the two hurling towns, so you play for either one of them. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah. But that that's what I would argue is that there may be less people in some of these counties, but there's less distractions, so therefore 100% of the talent should be going. If you're athletically like you know in client it's like I was listening to an interview on the radio the other day with um, the Paul O'Connell the Irish rugby lad yes. and he he plays off single digit handicapping golf like he's a really good golfer and he used to swim competitively before he like well, okay granted he was only a young flip but you know that's where you start and could go on from there so if you're athletically minded you could probably turn your hand to just about anything yeah and do with, it so therefore yeah therefore my original point stands that if there's nothing else for you to do but play football or hurling that's the county that should do best is the county that has the least amount of options for these kids but yes. whereas Dublin has the most options but seems to do the best or second best yeah they're thereabouts yes. but um yeah so that's where we're at anyway Dublin yeah. just won and hey, and all that crack yeah, big carry. like we give a fuck I do do you care yeah I like, I like football Okay. I played up until I was uh, 18. Oh, so did I, but uh, actually just a little bit past that. I played a short bit at club level, mainly played through school. But I will, it's, it's inconceivable when I tell people this story, like, you know, down what, uh, where the shop is and that. 
that like when I joined Gaelic football, I didn't even know what Gaelic football was. I, I'd never even I wasn't even aware of the sport or you know I may have been aware of hurling but the school didn't have a hurling team around so I wouldn't have seen it firsthand I may have had a slight knowledge of it but I actually didn't even know what Gaelic football was but this coming from somebody who didn't even give a shit about soccer around you know but unless you come from a sporting family until you're in school you're not going to care yeah but I got up to like I said probably third year and what got me into it was matches were held on a Friday afternoon and we used to go home for lunch and come back and you'd only your arse would be barely in the seat after coming back for lunch on a Friday afternoon Intercom would go off could the other 16 boys Gaelic team come down to the hall they'd be fucking off for a match and at that stage there was only like 6 lads in my class the rest was girls and I think 4 of these lads played on the team so there was just myself and this one other dude left sitting there every Friday afternoon and I remember kind of going I need to get in on this Gaelic football lark like this, this is ridiculous I'm fucking sitting here every Friday afternoon in class when I could be off playing ball or whatever and as it turned out I was handy enough at it because I'd be fairly athletic myself I, I can kind of put my hand to things so like that I did I played for a few years now but like that even when I played the the end goal was getting out of class so I got out of school to play so I got the two Leinster school by finals now with the team but never followed it never watched a match never been to a match um, joined one of the teams when I finished school the two local teams would have been either Peregrines or Bridgets. I went to Bridgets. It just wasn't the same as playing with the lads I knew and skilled. Mm. They were a bunch of fucking handbags, to be honest. And um, I just kind of said, ah, oh, fuck this. There was no end goal there. I was getting out of class or anything. So you were giving up your time and effort. And I kind of said, ah, fuck this. Yeah, that's no, I played soccer when I was in primary school because I played on the same team as the lads I was in school with. Right. But I changed to Gaelic football when I went to secondary school because the lads I was in secondary school with played on the Gale- local Gaelic football team yeah but would you have been a fan prior to I know you're a soccer fan but would you have been a, a would you generally have been a field sport fan all your life like uh, pretty much yeah. apart from rugby rugby was retarded really because that's where I'm the complete opposite I'm not a field sport fan but the one game I probably would not go out of my way to watch but definitely make more of an effort or would enjoy to sit down and watch would be a rugby match well specifically an Ireland rugby match I wouldn't yeah, get into the provincial stuff back to when I was a kid you Sport on TV is very, very different. Hmm. Like the only rugby was on was the Six Nations yeah, every well, February and March. Yeah, and it the was a rich man sport back then. Nobody it still is. Yeah, but no, yeah. Well, it became a bit more of an everyday, every man sport. But no, no. nobody knew it. You're not no, getting no. on the Leinster team unless you go from a oh yeah, a coming pub, from yeah pub, public school, Black Rock They're or something. Very, like that. very unusual if you do. Yeah, no, no. But what I'm talking about is in from the spectator side of things. It oh, st- still, still is. Oh no, it's still don't worry. Yeah, it's still gonna shell out seventy quid a ticket compared. Oh no, to it's, it's still it's still knobs from the south side mainly. Yeah, mainly. But what I'm saying is, unless you're me or you wouldn't have known that or cared for rugby ten years ago. But like I said, within that kind of boom times, people like me, all of a sudden, the sport maybe it was more televised, no, it, more it, broad. It did. It, ch- it changed with the 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 Heineken Cup, the European Cup, right? Uh, Munster first, Ulster, and then Leinster became really good. Okay. But in Munster, especially in Limerick, it's more of a working man's game. It's not like it is in Dublin. Right, yeah. Dublin so it is. There's definitely that kind of toffee-nosed yeah. thing to where, you know, Private school boy thing. Yeah. Was it, a, you know, the D foreheads yeah. and all them. You know, how bad I am at, at accents. I'm not even going to try and attempt one. But, mm. yeah, it is. But, 
you know, like I say, that to me was just that that would be the sport. And I think it's maybe it's because it's when you look at say football or soccer or whatever, it's more of a true sport and it's a good heavy hitting sport. And I don't know, I've always had a bit of a fucking bloodlust. Like I've always liked ice hockey, I like mixed martial arts and all. I like seeing fucking mm. men do manly things and bash into each other fast and Yeah, but when I not like soccer the way soccer is now, when I played soccer you didn't get a free kick unless you were dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, not yeah. like it is now. It was now. your next to kin got the free yeah. kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, <laughs> after a few hours of mourning, they brought the, restarted the match. Your next to kin was brought on to take a, a shot for you. But yeah, I suppose, maybe maybe there is that. But I mean, I see football now. And you see, I never had an interest in soccer growing up. But now that I would kind of, you know, doing a true fantasy football and stuff, I'd find myself looking at it. And it is, you're watching it sometimes, you're just kind of going, oh, come on. Like, even the Dublin game today, I, I watched a few minutes of it. And at one point, like one of the lads, you know, was tackled. It was a bit of a, a, a slap. And he's down holding his face. And you're kind of going, when did football get like this? Soccer's yeah. been like that for years. Football was always more, you take your knocks and then you take your free. That was your reward for taking your fucking hits, was you got a free kick out. Yeah. But the lads are starting to go down now, pleading for cards and all. The last couple of years has changed Yeah, like it's that. getting fierce fucking soft it is. Now, mm. I hate that, man. Contact sports, get the fuck stuck in there. That's what it's all yeah. about. You know, if you're not getting in there and fucking springing back up to nearly fucking square up to a lad when he hits you or whatever, you're, you're not playing right it's mm. that simple I was listening to a, an interview with Charlie Nicholas played for Aberdeen Celtic and Arsenal in the 80s to early 90s right. and he was one of the first guys to wear shin pads on the back of his legs because people were coming through him dude that is that dirty like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like the fucking Michelin man running yeah. around he's he's shin pad. pad padded up all over but um yeah, speaking of youth and whatnot, do you uh, do you ever get into the whole milestone birthday thing? You know, sweet sixteen, eighteen, twenty fourth, any of that? No, I barely acknowledge my birthday exists. Yeah, I rarely have. Like when I was nineteen, some dude asked me uh, how old I was. And I don't know, eighteen or nineteen? It doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah, I, I I got a period like that. I think it was late twenties, early thirties when. I actually would have to think about my age. Like, I, I cared that less. But, mm. no, I'm just asking because, like, I didn't do, like, Sweet 16, well, it's not really an Irish thing. I don't think we really bother with no. that. 18th was going to be the big one because it was drinking age. You know, how very Irish yeah, of us to want to celebrate the fact that you can now order a pint legally. 21 was always um, traditionally known as key of the door, wasn't it? Like, is yeah, so, or the other way around. Or, or no, I'm pretty I sure. I don't know. Eight, well, 18 is drinking, so that was that, but... No, the, the only reason I ask is like like that. I didn't bother with it to 18 or 24 or something like that. But uh, there's a, a chick in England that had been up in court for um, it was her daughter's 18th, and she got her a limousine for her and her friends to go into London, and 300 quid's worth of cocaine. Oh, nice. So uh, yeah, this district mother uh, of the year over there. Yeah, Nicola Austin, uh, 37 years of age, mother and grandmother. Um, she's the same, pretty much the same age we are, and she's a grandmother. Yes, so Classic. she's a mother, grandmother, and has a young son, and that's what that's why it helped her escape jail because the, the judge basically said no point in like, breaking up a family. She got um, <laughs> depends on the family. Yeah, well, she had six previouses. One of them was for um, I think it was some sort of amphetamine drugs or something like that. Um, you know, her quote was she wanted to make sure she had a good time. She got her 12 bags of coke weighing in at 8.65 grams. So, I mean, I'm sure that means something to somebody. I, I don't particularly know how that works. Did she, she get her bag of condoms just in case she had a good time? Oh, no. Fuck that. I mean, you're talking about a mother and grandmother at 37. Condoms. Yeah. She didn't even... She's like... 
condoms? Is that a bird? Well, what is that? I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of that. These condoms you speak of. Yes. What is this pulling out? This legend of pulling out. Yeah, yeah. Quick draw McGraw has worked for me. I've only got seven kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should have had about fucking 107 at this stage. But yeah, she got a nine-month suspended sentence on uh, 250 hours community service. So just thought it was a bit, a bit like, you know, what sort of scrow? council house sort of fucking you know jeremy kyle attending family is this we're talking yeah. about jeremy kyle returned us down to stop at yeah no because i don't know I mean, what's the most notable present you ever got uh not an ewok village no not an ewok village uh, have you ever got a present you were disappointed in like that was we really thought this came up the other day i don't know what brought it up but i got a uh from a relative for my 18th birthday a crash test dummies cassette oh he didn't like they, you they, that one song mm, it was on the radio mm, mm, that did not mean i listened to it yeah, that mm, 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 yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> i always remember um there was a lot i went to school where it was a bit bashy crazy you know um came back after it must have been like the summer holidays or something because it, it definitely was i'm gonna say summer because christmas wouldn't have been a long enough break but he came back to school talking like your man on Crash Test Dummies. You know that mm-hmm. ridiculously deep voice? Yeah. And this guy, so this guy comes back and he's like, How you do, Derek? He's like, Whoa, I'm oh, what's Crash up, Test. What's up with the, yeah, yeah. So what's up with the voice? What do you mean, what's up with my voice? Like he was literally, and it was so put on. Because when you to, I've seen him again since. And his voice isn't that deep. So it was very <laughs> clearly put on. But like I say, this guy was a little bit nuts. He asked me, um, he, was getting a, he plays bass and he was getting a band together. And at the time, I was playing drums. And he asked me, would I drum in a band? He wanted to get a band again. And I was like, look, I don't have a kit anymore. And, you know, I, I, I was like to get away from it. Oh, no, I have a drum kit. He says, you know, just come down. Like, you know, we're all set. So I show up anyway. We go out to his, um, this garage. And he's got his bass guitar set up. And here is literally pots and pans. I'm talking about literally, like, it was a, he had, like, a, a bass drum. The pedal, the bass pedal had been made homemade from like a foot pump for a car right. like he'd converted that somehow to make like a bass pedal out of it um, there was no snare I, know, I tell you like there was a snare but there was tin foil on the bottom of it there was no spring on the bottom of it like to give it that that that, that sound um, no hi-hat it was basically it wasn't a drum kit and I kind of went what the fuck is this like this isn't a drum kit and all and I just said yeah, right, good luck I'm out here so I left went home so then he turns he around. He murdered the rest of the band. What? He murdered the rest yeah. of the band. No, there was no rest of the band. He was trying to get something together. So then he approached me in school a couple of weeks later. And he says to me, oh, listen, I'm about to get that drum kit sorted and all. And I have a guitarist coming down today. Like, you know, so can you drop down and all? I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So I'm walking down. His house was about a mile from mine. I'm walking down anyway. And like literally about, you know, 20 yards ahead of me on the opposite side of the road. It's this other lad I know. With a guitar. And this lad plays guitar. Yeah, and I'm looking kind of going, that's Ross. He plays guitar. So He's carrying a guitar. No, I don't think he was, but like cause he'd obviously been hoodwinked into just coming down as well. So we arrived, I call him anyway, cross over the road and said, Are you heading down to Amherst? He's like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so you're the guitarist, like he's like, Yeah, he goes, oh, You're the drummer. Yeah, he's like, Are you drumming? I'm like, Yeah, yeah. So we're like, okay, so we're walking down. So I'm at the film in about the the non drum kit. Last time we went down. Yeah, so we get there, walk out the back again, it's the same thing as just sitting there. And I kinda went what the fuck camera like you know thought you said you have to get in a drum kit and all so there was there was like these kind of two shelving units and you know those kind of freestanding like it's like poles with shelves like you can see clearly through them there's two of them against the wall of the garage but 
it's scant what's on them. There's maybe one item on each shelf. There's nothing on them. And he says to me, he goes, oh, no, the snare is over there. It's on the shelves. And I went over and I'm like looking and I'm kind of going, dude, there's no snare. There's no drums. Yeah, what, what are you seeing on these shelves? Yeah, I'm like, and he goes, and he actually turned around and he goes, are you calling me a liar? And I kind of went, well, yeah. yeah, there's no fucking snare. I said, listen, I said, fuck off. I said, don't ask me to come down here again. I just looked at Ross and said, you're right. And he's like, yeah, because he lived there in the corner from me. He's like, the two was just walked home. But this guy was yeah, batshit crazy. You can't leave the other guy there. No, yeah, I was like, come on, get out of here quick. But um, but yeah, that this dude just started talking like crash test dummy man for <laughs> absolutely no reason. Now, I don't know how we got on to talking about it, but um, I the other day we were reminiscing and I said to Louise about, I remember being, generally speaking, like, my mum and dad, like, you know, Christmas and all, we were fucking super well looked after. You never wanted for anything. You know, even though, like, my dad would have worked two jobs and shit like that to make sure we had it. Like, we always got stuff. But I do remember, like, birthdays being a little different. They weren't as significant. And when, no. I, when I think back, you generally, a lot of the stuff, because even when I think back, there was, we were talking about this before, about my Star Wars collection and all, I don't ever recall being brought in anywhere to buy it. So I don't know where it was acquired from, but I have to assume secondhand or passed on or something. But I remember getting this remote control car one time, or this is what I was laughing at address and I thought about it, but as as I was going to, a controlled car. Because it was one of these remote control cars where there was a wire, wire going yeah. between the remote control. You had to follow it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you had about um, two meters maybe yeah. at best. So, you know, it was this, you had a remote control in your hand, but it wasn't a remote control because it was hooked up <laughs> via a wire to the car. And I remember just being so disappointed in that as a present like really gutted I'm, about it I'm not it. following this car around <laughs> yeah like because A I hadn't asked about it I wasn't into cars it wasn't my cup of tea and I was obviously old enough that I was maybe starting to make some decisions for myself maybe I don't know 10 or something 11 maybe yeah. I don't know but first decision is not following this car yeah, down the yeah, road. I was like you know what I mean fucking hell like, if it, it drove itself it came it back was, it was only short of actually then the controller having another wire coming mm. out to plug it in as well like it was but I remember that like it was, it was no uh 300 quid's worth of coke, that's for sure. No. <laughs> but actually, look, what can you do? Just talking of birthday parties. I heard today of uh, somebody booking a club or a hall for a birthday party for a one-year-old. Yeah, I've heard of that. So they can invite 15 to 16 other kids they're related to and other parents. Yeah. The child's one. Until they're about four, you don't yeah, need a party. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Casey and Molly, I mean, I would like actually... grandparents, ha- fair enough. Yes, we always had that. Like, we always, like, there was even for Casey's fourth birthday, even though as much as a piece of s- chocolate, sweets, crisps, nothing had passed her lips. We wouldn't have been those sort of parents that, like, here's a packet of crisps and uh, I think a seven up, like, it's baby food. Like, we had a cake and all for her, even though mm. it wasn't for her, but we had the grandparents down and we all had a bit of cake yeah. and... And it's more cup for of, them cup of tea. it yeah. is for... But like the, no, I, I have heard that. And another thing that's become really big as well is this, uh, the children's entertainers. Like, so renting a hall. And the only thing I do like about the whole renting the hall thing is that, you know, if you get like a GAA hall and maybe you throw them 50 quid to have the hall for two hours or something, it's a lot less hassle than having your fucking house upended by, you know, 10 or 15 kids and you can throw a bouncy castle in it and all, even if it's oh, pissing rain outside. That's not the point. The point is if it's a one-year-old. One yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like Molly is five now this week and we're having a party at one of these play centers for her tomorrow but this is the first party she's had and she's yeah. five and the, some of the parents aren't bringing their kids for whatever reason yes for reasons unknown 
to my London aunt, any decent parent. Yes. But no, it is because it's crazy because uh, you know it actually had me thinking at one point, kind of saying, "Man, I'm in the wrong fucking trade." Like, do you know what these entertainers get? No, I don't care. I don't like kids that much. Oh man, tell you, you could start liking kids. Nah. These fuckers are getting like they're getting about a hundred and fifty quid for about an hour to an hour and a half's work. Yeah, they put up with a bunch of screaming kids. Yeah, but you sit there with, I don't know, what do you do? A few blue animals, face paint, tell a few jokes or something. Yeah, try not to punch them. Tumble around the floor or whatever, and that's it. You're looking nice for 150 quid. You wouldn't put up with that for 150 quid? One time, maybe. Every week, no. Let's say once a day. No. For five days a week. You don't have to work one hour a day. No. Man, you're fucking insane. I would do that in a harpy. If I, if I thought anybody, it. if I thought there was a market for a middle-aged bearded clown, <laughs> I'd fucking I'd jump all over that shit. Because I always remember, um, do you remember I used to have the party supply company? Yes. The little side daily thing I set up one time. And um, so Louise bought me a unicycle one year for Christmas. Just random presents for shits and giggles. And when we moved into our house first, we had a guy down measuring up, getting blinds and that put in. And so he goes around, does his, does his measuring up. So then we're down in the sitting room, going through like swatches of material, what sort of things do you want and all. And he turns around and he says to me, he goes, um, do you mind if I ask you something? And I kind of go, okay, this sounds a bit, a bit ominous. I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, uh, are you a clown? Because <laughs> <laughs> like the van outside, he like, said party king and there's all balloons and shit on it. And then he finds a unicycle in one of the bedrooms. He's like, you know, are you a clown? I'm just like, no, and at the, initially like, I didn't put two and two together. I'm kind of like, no, and he kind of just goes red faced. He's all like, you know, oh shit, what am I no, saying? Not a clown. Jesus! And then all of a sudden, like, I kind of went, oh, the unicycle. I said, no, no, was, that was just a random present, and I'm kind of explaining it to him and stuff. But it was just his face just <laughs> dropping when the answer was no. Like, it's such a random, ridiculous question to somebody. When I started to think I should have fucking learned to use that unicycle. Yep. 150 quid an hour, and because weddings as well, I've heard about it. Um, they were actually talking to some wedding planner chick on the radio a few months back. And then I've heard of a few people talking about this. You know, some people like to, I, I think it's ridiculous, but bring kids to a wedding. Yeah. And, you know. you Pack of idiots. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's certain situations, funerals, weddings, different things. I mean, I barely bring a kid to a christening <laughs> and it's their christening. Yeah. But um, like that, but this thing of bringing an entertainer as part of the entertainment, like, you know, you've got your band, your DJ your children's entertainer and like they set up in a corner and bring all the kids off the fuck out of the way so mommy and daddy can get shit faced and do the fucking boogie up on the dance mm. floor but like that you're talking about these people are clearing apparently for you know your average kind of evenings entertainment and you're talking about it's only two and a half to three hours they're getting a grant to 1500 quid now tell me you wouldn't do that no, I don't. I don't want to be you don't associated. Like I don't like going out myself. I'm not going to go to other people's parties <laughs> for a thousand quid. No. Oh fuck you, man! I, I like I say, in a fucking harpy, I'd be all over that shit. Yeah, it'd be grand. Then every day you have no, to but, get up but and do this. If you were getting, if it was a wedding gig, you could pull off. If you could yeah, manage to book, it's one like any a, job. One a week. If you don't like it. It's gonna not going to be good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm fortunate enough to like my job, so I, I'm a far that far yeah. removed from being in a job that I hated, like when I was younger and all. But I have to think that if I had to do one day's work and a day's work actually incorporate maybe four hours work, and I was going to get a thousand quid for it into the fucking hand. Yeah, what's that meant to last you? How often are you going to be working? Oh, but that's insane. If you if if you could have the security of saying there was one a week. I'd fucking jump all over that shit. Six days off, thousand quid in the mm. pocket. Yeah. Yeah, but you're, you're, no weekends off. Well, not all weddings are weekends. 
most of them. Yeah, except for all the cheap bastards. I had a lot. There was a lot I know there recently, and he, he had a wedding, and it was a Monday. And like that, apparently the sticky was getting over it. Yeah. Like everybody said to me, Thursday to Sunday. Everybody said to me, like, yeah, fucking cheap bastard, you like a Monday wedding like. Even though mm. it was the Monday before Paddy's Day, so it kind of... That doesn't matter. No, yeah, the, you know, it kind of made a little bit more sense when you said it like that, but still, it was a fucking yeah. Monday wedding. Unless you're going away. Yeah, unless your Somewhere. flight, yeah, is only, uh, the flight to this destination, no, you no, wanna, no, the, the, the moon only leaves on a Tuesday. Yeah. No, unless you're having the wedding away. Oh, Even right, the honeymoon. actually abroad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, right, yeah, uh, want to talk about a few movies? No, I want to talk about one movie. Well, I can tell you about another one. I, um, I to watch the, the Woman in Black. Mm, Harry. Harry Potter. Did you watch it? Yes. What did you, what, what was you, what, what would you make of it? It was grand. It was horror. It was a little bit scary. Did you think so? You see, I did, this is the thing. I don't know if it was the whole... For me, and I know he's probably well old enough to be that guy or be that age that he was playing in it, but for me, and I never watched the Harry Potter franchise, so it's not as if I'm going, oh, I can just see Harry Potter. But he looked too young. He was too young for the role. Like, I thought he was far, far too young for the role. But that aside... No, but back then, yeah, people had jobs yeah, Maybe younger. it was period correct that he would have been, yeah, possibly would have been younger. But I just thought, for me... It was a horror, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's a horror movie. But I thought it relied so much on absolutely pointless kind of just, all of a sudden it's, rah, there's a face in the window, you know what I mean? Rah, here's this. <laughs> like, the scares didn't match up, but there was no meat in the story, like, to kind of, to, to build up anticipation or tension. It was just, because it was this whole, oh, it's ghost, it was just any time they felt the need to throw one in, it was just, rah, here's a scare. Yeah, like most horror films. Uh, I don't know. Boy, dog. I just didn't particularly enjoy it. I watched it and kind of went, mm. and even Louise said the same. By the end of it, the two of us were sitting there kind of going, yeah, yeah, that was that, was that wasn't it? Like, you so, know. But at a certain point, you've seen all the horror you're going to see. Yeah, true. There is that. Like, you know, now, this is. Yeah, it's scary hitting certain now. beats. Now. And now. Yeah. And then you, you can even, it's getting so bad now that even the false scares are becoming predictable. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? All of a sudden, here's this false scare. And then you know within the next 90 seconds to two minutes, you're getting mm. the real scare. And because you're anticipating that now, whereas, again, I know we talked about it when we spoke about Wes Craven popping his clogs, but I think that's where Scream worked so well. Is That's one of the first horrors I can recall setting up using false scares properly, like setting up situations where ultimately in any other film, this would be where you got the jump or the scare, and you didn't. But I just I didn't I I didn't particularly think it was great. There is a sequel. Yes. Um, which there's always a sequel. Yeah, which I I can't imagine I'd sit down to watch after not particularly enjoying that. But anyway, I suppose from there we shall jump into the movie box of doom. So it is that time, people. The movie box of doom. 1982's Airplane Two, the sequel, with a budget of 15 million, a box office of 27.2 and a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 42% by the critics, 50% by the users. Yes. How do you make it? Because uh, you're a fan of the, well, the original. Yeah. I didn't want to say it last week. Airplane is a brilliant film. Airplane 2 is a kind of dog shite. Yeah. You see... It's terrible. The thing is, as, as I, I know I've spoken about this before, so apologies for anybody who's heard it, but I got introduced to that style of comedy through Naked Gun as opposed to Airplane. So to me, Airplane never really, it never really struck a chord with me. But I'm aware of it. I, I kind of know its style of comedy and all. But I have to imagine that this film, 
wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be given that and maybe it's because I hadn't seen I don't think I've ever actually seen all of Airplane so maybe it's the fact that I haven't seen Airplane made Airplane 2 seem somewhat better yeah it, but it does it was nothing but a bunch of visual gags like God love anybody fucking hard fucking poor sight or blind wanting to just listen to a movie because half of the film was just sight gags it was just silly signs in the background or different bits and pieces like you know your man the the bomber's briefcase had all um yes go away dog Money. get down them dogs annoying people get up there go on go on shaky yeah fucking hell i feel your pain kevin um not a airplane was made by jim abrams jerry and david zucker yeah was as with the naked gun films this wasn't yeah and so they and this was a rehash of airplane with the jokes done badly yeah and because apparently um they had said they would do it but then just said no we don't want to do it and then it was made kind of without their permission so to speak and they've never watched it or endorsed it no. or anything like that and it flopped so badly that um now there was nothing on the download i got of it there was nothing at the end but apparently at the end it says about airplane three but yeah. then it was it was shit canned because it done so poorly but i wouldn't imagine for 15 million back in 82 27 million is considered poor box office i would have thought that that was all right but clearly it wasn't because they they shit canned mm. airplane three but I, I thought it was okay like i said a bunch of visual gags very badly dated by today's standards you know your pointless nudity and you know it's it was what it was but there's it definitely wasn't as bad as i was expecting hmm? there's pointless nudity in all comedy yeah but it, it just it, it wasn't as bad as i was expecting let's put it that way so i wouldn't call it 50 percent. i wouldn't give it a 5 out of 10 i mean no. it's maybe a it's a it's a very weak four at best yeah maybe three yeah that's maybe what i'm saying two. like it'd be a it'd be a, it'd be a hard three yeah. but a very weak four like so i was reading the it's a few years old now empire's 50 greatest comedies yeah airplane is number one really airplane two was not on it airplane one was number yeah. one on the 50 greatest comedies yeah like it's, it's a much it's a very different film it's a much yeah, better yeah, film let's check it out because like i said i'm i am aware of and i'm very aware of scenes within it like the black lads talking mm. jive and there's some granny talks jive to them or something like that yeah. she talks like they're talking about it like it's a language like i talk jive and you had um them all stepping up to slap your woman yeah you seen that was yeah rehashed, they, yeah it? well I, yeah, that's what made was, me think it was the the same scene because leslie nielsen was in it yeah yeah, he was a doctor in it, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like I said, I do have recollections I mean, of it, but I'm I'm pretty sure I've never actually watched it all. But it's one of those movies that I suppose like a lot of Bond movies or something. You know, it would have been on at Christmas and what yeah. have you, and you, you've seen bits and pieces. But like I said, I think maybe it played in my favour having not seen the original. That yeah, probably this one kind of seemed, you know, all right. That, like I say, just the, all I could say is it wasn't as bad as I expected. Good. We call it three out of. Yes. Three out of ten. Okay. It was as bad as I expected because I've seen it before. All right, well then, yeah, you, yeah, because like you know, so much of it, now, and I know it is silly and slapstick type comedy, but just so much of it made no sense. I, I could see where you're coming from, even though I haven't seen Aeroplane. I get the premise of it, and it's plausible. Like it's it's set within the realms of reality. Yes. This thing no that's space. yeah, this thing that's sending into space. They're getting out like on a fucking um, the escape shoe with no fucking space gear on them or something on the fucking moon yeah. and all it's basically airplanes the same film okay. but not in space right yeah so it, better. it would make a lot more sense yeah. yeah so three stars anyway do you want to pick something out for us there this week 
Alright. Yeah. Viewed 60 seconds. And I had to be gone. You had to be gone. In a car? In the 70s. Oh, in the 70s? Yeah. The original. Ain't no Nicolas Cage bullshit happening here. Oh, there's an original. <laughs> <laughs> you mean well, that that's not the, the, the best rendition of that film? No. And I, no bleach blonde Angelina Jolie <laughs> and... Who else was in that film? Cage. Yeah, obviously. After that, I don't care. Yeah. I didn't realise that that was a remake. Yes. Okay. 70s, that's got to be somewhat better then. Not necessarily. Well, a lot of big, you know, I'm picturing just big muscle cars as opposed to sports cars and shit. A lot of jive talking, a lot of... Uh, yeah. Smoking the bandit style, yeah, cheesing it. Exactly. <laughs> they don't. They drove better back then. They did. Before the Fast and the Furious took over. And the remake of the Italian job. Bouncing minis down fucking steps and everything. Yeah, we'll watch it anyway. We have what, to. No choice in the matter. What year? 74. 74. Anybody have noted it that we'd... No. Okay. 1974's Gone in 60 Seconds. Good job you told me that's an original because I would have I'd have been sitting <laughs> yeah, here banging on about Cage, Cage and Jolie next week and going, uh, what about Nicholas Cage? Uh, fine performance again, Nicholas. But uh, <laughs> right, so Gone in 60 Seconds. Right, uh, oh, I have an update for you. Okay, do so you have to? Yes. Remember uh, the giant robots I was saying I'll happily pay to see? Yes. Or one step closer. All right. The I thought Ameri- uh, they stopped. They're not producing a a sequel to whatever film the joint robots were in. Oh, Pacific Rim. Yes. Are they not? No. How come? Uh, it was crap. Yeah, but that goes without saying. But that doesn't stop them making sequels. No, they're not. Oh, because I have to say that's a film that I actually enjoyed more when I rewatched it. Didn't enjoy it a lot in the cinema. Came out kind of going, that was a bag of shit. It's like it was, you know, it was aimed to sell toys. Every robot and beast had a different name and class and what have you. <laughs> but uh, I didn't really enjoy it. I know, I know we ended up, oddly enough, some weird afternoon showing for the hard of hearing. So it was English subtitles, even though it's an English spoken film. And it was very distracting. Yes. But um, I'm surprised that I'm not making it. So we'll have to settle for this instead. But uh, yeah, Team America. Do you remember back in June, they threw down, threw down the gauntlet, I believe is the term, to the Japanese about having some sort of mech fight yeah. with these robots. Yes. So they have their, uh, I think it's a 12,000 pound robot, stands 15 foot tall, the Megabot Mark II. But they set up a Kickstarter campaign because they needed to make some, it originally shot, I believe it was kind of like bowling ball size paintballs at 100 miles an hour. But the Japanese said, well, right, we'll take his on, but it's got to be hand-to-hand combat. So these boys needed to refine their thing and change up a little. So they started up a Kickstarter looking to hit half a million. So they've actually hit, a, they got 54,000 over their goal. So robots are go. All right. So, uh, Idiots are go as well. Oh, fuck no. I, I said this the last time, and I would, this, 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 I would pay per view to see this shit. <laughs> fucking two dudes in a robot beating the fucking snot out of each other. It's got to be good. One of these things is going to fall over and the other's not going to start. Yeah. It's going to end miserably. <laughs> One's just walking in circles because only one leg is yeah. working or something. Floyd May- Mayweather would be more exciting on pay per view than this. Ugh, that says a lot. Although, yeah, I mean, there is always, like, obviously there's that possibility. It's like when you used to see Robot Wars and there was always some nerd and his dad standing there mm. and they're mashing the buttons and the yoke's just doing nothing. Like, yeah. and just going, ah, this works in the ago. garage. You know, why is it working yeah. now? But no, I still think it could be good. But yeah, so they are uh, they are a go, so to speak. So no, I don't right. know. They haven't set a date still. 
So obviously they still need a bit of tweaking and what not to do. But I think that that'd be. It's, it's not going to happen. You don't think? That's, that's going to fail miserably. Well, geez, there's going to be a lot of people. I don't know. I didn't check out any of the pledges or what you got for it. Maybe you get to sit in the robot or something like that. But I don't know. But, you know, after getting half a million, there's a lot you of people. You slapped for being stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are giving money to that. There really is. Speaking of a lot of people, there's a lot of people following us, liking us, listening to really? us. Are they Yes. It's <laughs> an angry mob, pitchforks and torches. <laughs> no, I just suppose to take this opportunity to say, you know, thanks to everybody who does tune in each week and has a listen and shares and likes and tells their friends and whatnot because uh, at the start of September there we surpassed uh, all of 2014's numbers right cool which is uh, yeah pretty it sweet is, that's good yeah it was I was uh, shocked to say the least <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah big thank you and keep sharing keep liking tell a friend do all that sort of jazz because Great uh, review yeah yeah actually that's the iTunes. thing yeah, we don't have any reviews no that's probably probably for the better really but uh you know if you want to say something nice you know i always say my mother or said if you, you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all so maybe that's what it is yeah but yet we talk for an hour every week yeah we never said anything nice yeah, that's yeah well i know i didn't say i listened to my mother i just said this is what she said but uh yeah so it's you know it's emeraldreprobates.com obviously you'll get us on itunes for android download the stitcher app we are there on Twitter, it's at ERP Official or Emerald Reprobates Podcast on Facebook. And I think it's at ERP Official on Instagram and Google Plus as well, which only General Bastard is the only person's ever <laughs> spoke to us on that. But yeah, hey, one is better than none. It depends. Hey, look at oatmeal's better than no meal. <laughs> I don't know. One rape is not better than no rapes. Mm, well, they do say five out of six people enjoy gang rape. Yes. Right, so for me, Derek, it's goodbye. And for me, James, goodbye. Jog on. <laughs>